The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. another episode of the sit down and today i've got a very special guest it is trisha volpe of trisha's italy how's it going trisha hello buongiorno benissimo come stai how are you bene bene (laughs) very good are you practicing your italian i'm practicing see this is the thing is that i've been called i've totally been called out before and not being fluent in speaking italian so i'm in the process of learning as i think everybody Everybody who is Italian American should at least know the basics, I think, personally. There's so many resources, especially, especially free resources on how to learn how to speak the language. You should, you should definitely do it. Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely um, agree. Yeah, so what are, um, you actually, do you teach Italian? You're an English teacher, an Italian teacher? Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm an Italian teacher, um, but I've also taught English abroad over in Italy as well. Oh, very, very cool. How'd you get into that? Yeah, so I've always just been really interested in um, in teaching. And so when I was in, I was living in Italy, it's kind of a long story, but I was um, in Italy and I was looking for, you know, things to do like job wise. And I, I found teaching um, and I just loved it. And I got to work with so many different people. Um, you know, I worked with many like top four companies in Italy as well as the Italian government teaching English yeah so it was great but I I did a lot of different things when I was living in Italy so so, but that was one of them so you're from the states though is that that's correct yeah I'm actually from Philly oh okay very very cool so you were born in Philly and then are your parents from Italy your grandparents from Italy or yeah so my dad is from Italy he actually came over um when he was maybe like 20 something um but he came over and he grew up in Italy I mean basically his whole mm-hmm. life and he came over with my grandparents my nonni and my great-grandmother so my bisnonna mm-hmm. and they all lived in Philadelphia and it's funny my great-grandma actually lived until she was um like a hundred years old and she lived in a in South Philly by herself like up until the time she passed, which was just amazing. She didn't really speak English or anything. Mm-hmm. So for me growing up, it was always really important to know the language, to learn the language. And I think it's interesting because I know that a lot of Italian Americans, um, they, don't, they don't have that language. You know, they don't speak Italian. They know the slang words, yeah. um, but they don't have like the you know actual- the, ba- the bad words. <laughs> exactly. They don't have the actual like standard Italian, so they can't really hold a conversation, which for me has always been really interesting because, you know, growing up, I was lucky enough that my, you know, my dad spoke Italian to, to me every once in a while. Not often. Mm-hmm. I always had to kind of beg him because he wanted to, you know, speak English and stuff. But my grandparents didn't speak English. Um, so it was really important for me to learn the language. So I actually, when I went off to, to university, I did a lot of different studying, but then I finally um, got into studying Italian studies and, and the language really well. Very cool. I actually have a, I have a theory on this. So 
I think because my grandparents all came over, my, um, my parents were born in the States and mm-hmm. for them growing up, they were always like Italian was their first language. So okay. they had such a hard time like in school because they grew up learning Italian and they basically had to learn English at school and they were almost just like, and I, I don't, I wouldn't want to say angry about it, but they just didn't want like, I guess us to go through the struggle or confuse us in any way. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. why I don't necessarily <laughs> speak Italian. Absolutely. No, mom. it makes sense. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing with a lot of the Italian Americans that, um, you know, nowadays the, gen- the new generations, because mm-hmm. when they're their grandparents or their great-grandparents or whoever it was came over, you know, it was usually during the time of unification when a lot of the Italian immigrants mm-hmm. did come over to the States, not only the States, but also, you know, for example, Brazil, Argentina, um, Canada. So, but when they came over, they wanted to assimilate. They didn't want to be discriminated against. So a lot of them really did lose their language in that process. And I know, for example, my dad, he got picked on all of the time in school when he came over um, to the States too. So he actually, yeah, he came over for a little bit when he was in grade school and then he went back to Italy um, and then finally stayed here. So when he was in grade school for a couple of years in the States, it was brutal. (laughs) I can imagine. I know there's a story. My my oldest aunt, I had to repeat kindergarten just because she didn't know how to speak. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, she was born in the States, so it was, it's crazy, it's just crazy. Yeah, oh, wow, in the that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's all part of, like, that generation, and it's, I mean, everybody has their own mm-hmm. unique stories, I'm sure, especially, like, growing up, only knowing Italian, and then growing up not knowing Italian, and then, of course, like, when my mom wanted to try and teach us Italian, we were, like, five, six, seven, and we didn't want to learn anything. We <laughs> right, you're like, want to come home and play. <laughs> exactly, it makes sense, but that's the time you should teach little kids all right when their brains are sponges it's so important I actually taught Italian to uh to grade schoolers here um in the states and from kindergarten to fifth grade and it was just crazy like they just absorb so much like they would come to class the next day and just repeat everything that I had taught them the day before and I'm like how do you know that (laughs) so is that what you do full-time now you're uh um, actually, no. So due to, you know, the pandemic and everything going on, I actually left my teaching job, um, which was kind of sad because I really did enjoy it. I only did it for about a year, though, because I've only been in the States now for um, for a year after moving back from Italy. But um, I actually decided to pursue my master's degree. So I'm actually attending an Italian university right now over in Italy. Right now, it's all online, luckily, oh, so I can stay. Thank you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can stay in, in the States for now. I do plan on going over in the beginning of next year mm-hmm. and moving back to Italy, but I'm um, I'm just focusing on Italian studies, so. Very cool, very cool. So what was like your first, when was the first time you went to Italy, I guess? Yeah, the first time I was about probably eight years old. Okay. Um, and I mean, I remember everything so clearly, every single detail, it was the most amazing trip of my life and that was really when I was just introduced to true Italian culture like what Italy actually is you know growing up with it speaking the language whatever but when you actually go there it's a completely different story so I just fell in love and then what, what was the time where you kind of went there and you're like oh I'm not coming back anymore because you lived in <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually when I was in college I uh, studied abroad I, I did a program in um, in Rome and I did that, did that for two semesters. And then when I graduated, I was like, nah, 
just gonna stay here. You know, <laughs> I was offered a job, so it was great. I actually, I was offered a job translating at a pharmaceutical company in my dad's hometown, um, which is in the south of Italy. So it's um, in the province of Avellino. And it was a very small mountain town. So I just packed up my bags in Rome and I just went down to, uh, to Montella, which is the town. And it was, so it was great awesome. for so three years, I think. Awesome. Do you have any like uh, funny like translating stories or anything like that or anything like not, that? Not really. Um, anything cool comes no, from your head? <laughs> I just, well, I, tra I translated for, for pharmaceutical companies. So it was really great. I got to work with like the FDA and things like that, like in meetings and stuff. Um, I can't think of any funny stories. I just remember my colleagues, they always wanted me to teach them like the bad words in English. And I would always say, no, I'm not teaching you that. There's no need for you to know that. But I always gave in. So <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then now you kind of, um, kind of like popped on TikTok and Instagram and you had some videos go pretty viral, get picked up by a lot of big pages. So when did that all kind of start? When did you like get on some of the social <laughs> medias and start putting out content? Yeah, so I guess after the pandemic hit, um, I was kind of bored at home. I wasn't really doing anything. And I was like, well, I still want to teach Italian. You know, I still want to get my message out there. So I had a friend who said, you should do TikTok. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm, there's no way I'm getting on TikTok. And then I just did this random video one day. I said, you know what, I'm just going to do um, how to pronounce Italian words versus how Italian Americans pronounce these words and because it was like going around on Facebook like I'm in a bunch of these Italian groups and all of these people were saying you know oh it's mozzadella or it's gabagool and I'm like oh <laughs> oh so I had to like <laughs> I had to teach them so I put it uh, I put out this video it was just for fun you know I mean I I think it's so fascinating to to um to research and to to understand where these Italian American slang words came from because you know they're all derived from dialect which yep. is just incredible so mm -hmm. yeah so that that video just went viral I don't know it went crazy <laughs> on, on Facebook right yeah it was it was on Facebook and it was on TikTok it was yeah it was I mean it's so mm -hmm. funny because then I got a lot of hate for it and they're like why are you judging Italian American slang I'm like I'm not I'm just telling you that the there's amount, two different ways <laughs> the amount italians fight with each other is unprecedented i think <laughs> the hot-headedness <laughs> oh my god i know i mean i'm 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 guilty of this too but in, in different aspects i would never just hate on someone for trying to pronounce something if they mispronounced it like obviously they're trying to learn and mm -hmm. who cares at the end of the day it's not a big deal <laughs> right exactly but what do you <laughs> think of um I see it a lot now on TikTok, especially there's Italians that just roast Italian Americans, just like, like people from Italy, like no matter who you are, if you're from the States, like you're getting, you're getting like targeted. Right. Yeah. So that's part of what I am trying to do with my channels is kind of get the message out there, not only to Italian Americans about, you know, how true Italian culture is but also to the Italians who probably don't understand why Italian Americans are the way that they are. Why did their culture become what it is today? Completely, almost really completely different from what actual Italian culture is. I mean, and it's not wrong. It's just, it's different because it has evolved. And I find that so interesting. So I do a lot of videos explaining why this happened, how this happened. And what are, you know, what are some examples of what are, 
what are some examples of the evolution? Do you have any just off the top of your head? Yeah, well, I mean, with the slang, right? The Italian-American slang words, like why are Italian-Americans um, pronouncing words the, the way that they are, thinking that they are truly Italian words? You know, like it's not mozzarella, it's mozzadelle. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it's mozzarella, right, in Italian. But the way that they say mozzadelle is derived from the Southern dialects that, you know, say that the R's become kind of like the D and then the vowels drop off of the end of the word. Mm -hmm. So that's how we get to that point. But not only that, but also I did another video, um, I think last week about the Feast of the Seven Fishes, right? Mm -hmm. So this is a huge thing in Italian American culture, the La Vigilia, right? The Christmas Eve feast, mm -hmm. you have to have seven fishes all laid out on the table. Um, and this is not really a feast that they do in Italy, in a sense of, they don't actually call it seven fishes. The, in Italy, it's just, um, you know, you, you can eat fish on Christmas Eve and that's, that's tradition. For some of the regions, it's not even true in all of the regions, which is really interesting. Um, but in America, you know, Italian-Americans, they have to have seven, seven fish. But I actually heard that in Calabria, Italian-Americans from Calabria do 13 fish. So I don't know. It's just so incredible. Which store can you go to? Do you think it's 13? I mean, it's crazy. It's great. It's I mean, I have a couple words written down. If you, you would like, I could pronounce them how people are usually pronouncing them. So I'll do the bad ones. So I, there's no, <laughs> nobody could hate on me. <laughs> right. And then you could tell me how it's pronounced correctly. I'll try. <laughs> All right. So some people say ganaki, and then how should you really pronounce it? Gnocchi. Gnocchi. Yeah, the G-N is a very tricky sound for a lot of people. Gnocchi. I've had some battles with friends about that one, for sure. Yeah. Gnocchi, gnocchi. <laughs> it's great. I've got a funny story. When my sister was was a baby, like she couldn't really pronounce anything. She would, for some odd reason, I don't know why, but she'd say Renaki. Like she was like <laughs> one year old. Like it was the cutest thing in the world. That's so cute. So yeah. We'll give her a pass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, people say bruschetta. Oi, bruschetta. 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 I was even guilty for a while of not pronouncing it. it's the sketta that's like yeah that's where people get hung up on exactly now some people say grazie grazie and right so grazie grazie like really yeah, a lot of people, yeah so in italian you have to pronounce every letter as you see it right mm -hmm. so americans want to pronounce it grazie right just the mm -hmm. e at the end but it's grazie because there's an e yeah at the end so but that's a tricky yeah. one i've seen a lot of people get that on one's tricky too. <laughs> and then there's biscotti that's the one i hear it so i wouldn't say that pronouncing these the american way is wrong though right mm -hmm. because obviously it's it's in english you're pronouncing it the way that english phonetics are right yeah, so for those of you that don't speak um, you know, Italian, I mean, it's normal and I think that's fine. But I think it's also important that if you're trying to speak Italian, you know, or you want yeah, to have people trying to learn Yeah, exactly. So what would you suggest <laughs> if somebody's like brand new to Italian, what's the first step they should take in starting to learn the language? So I would definitely um, get some music going, start listening to Italian music, start reading Italian books, Italian TV shows, Italian movies, um, if you're not taking classes at the moment. 
Um, I do recommend classes. Uh, online classes now are like a big thing. You can do Duolingo, which is a good app that I've heard. Um, but what I really do recommend is watching your favorite movie that you know by heart in English and getting it in Italian. This way you know what's coming. You know what they're talking about. You know the context. Now you can kind of relate the words. That's, good. That's a very, very good tip. So now... Yeah. <laughs> I've got a couple of movies in mind that we could definitely watch. But um, there you go. I've tried Duolingo. I spent like, I was making sure it was like every single day for like like months on end. But at some point, like, I don't think I'll ever have to say the mouse drinks wine. It's like these crazy, <laughs> That's true. These crazy sentences. That's like, I don't think I'll have to say that ever. No, exactly. And so I, I don't... I don't have patience for that kind of stuff mm -hmm. either though like if i am gonna learn a language i have to be in the culture i have to you know listen to the music watch the movie because i can't just sit there every day and get on at the same time and talk about the mouse drinking milk or whatever yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so for all you listening start bumping some capo plaza and exactly <laughs> <laughs> right. some rocco hunt actually rocco, that's another one i heard of i need like yeah because i'm that's something I've been getting into lately is because like Spanish rap is huge in America. Yeah. Like Luis Fonzi, Daddy Yankee, all these guys. And I don't know why like some like some of the guys like like you said, Rocco Hunt or Capo Plaza, how come they haven't made the transition yet? <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> I think right now Italian American culture is like the, I would argue the biggest that it's ever been. There's yeah. so many influencers, there's so many pages, just personalities in general yeah. comedians like sebastian maniscalco anthony rodeo mm -hmm. like, like actors Pop, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. i mean like there's so much out there i don't know how come these how come some certain italians and artists like there they like that should be an easy transition advantage, right yeah i don't know i don't understand that either i'll have to look into that <laughs> yeah so why isn't like why aren't they like doing songs together i would could you imagine <laughs> right i don't know i think maybe because italian isn't like a hugely spoken language especially now you know with yeah. the italian americans not really speaking italian um whereas you know you have the spanish um artists or the latin american artists that you know they're, they're, they still hold on to that language mm -hmm. uh, yeah i guess you could argue that too and and some of like the major like hispanic communities and the cuban community mm -hmm. especially like in florida and all across like the south yeah Mm -hmm. And the artists are actually down there too, as well. So, right, I exactly. that being an issue. but I don't see why Cabo <laughs> Plaza can't like be a feature on. <laughs> no, no, so. track no idea. Like that. I'm very excited for that to happen in the future. Exactly. I mean, Andrea Bocelli is huge here, though. Oh, I know. That's I the know. thing. Right. That's on the bucket list to go see him perform anywhere. I don't care where it is. Yeah. I actually, when I was in, living in Italy, as I said, I did a lot of different things, but I worked for a tour company. Um, and we actually did like tours with Andrea Bocelli, we, like with into his vineyards and stuff. And he has like an annual concert every year and in Tuscany. I mean, it's just it's fantastic. So if you ever you get the opportunity, yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, so nice. He's really nice. Yeah, he's a good insane. person. That's so cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> great. I'm super jealous. That's awesome. Good for you though. <laughs> that's like that's like something like that people like that's so great that like you're doing what you love. And you're able to travel, meet so many cool people. And mm -hmm. I wish, I really kind of, because that's what I kind of push too. Because even with this, like, this isn't my main business, but it's a big part of my business is doing the mm -hmm. podcast and the content. And I'm able to meet so many people, go see so many cool places. And I really yeah. try to push that to a lot more people to just really kind of go out there and do what you love to do. Absolutely. It's, it's very great. cool that you're it's doing it. You. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying. What's yeah, so what's next? Where can everybody find you at? You have a website and... Yeah, I do. I have a website. It's still kind of under construction. Um, I'm going to be posting a lot of blog posts. So as I said, I'm in grad school right now. So um, I'm trying to keep up with like everything going on, but I'm definitely trying to grow my my own thing. So I do Italian lessons online. I'm kind of taking a break from that right now because of grad school. Um, but I have my website. It's all Trisha's Italy. So Trisha's Italy all across the board. Okay, that'll all be in the descriptions wherever you're listening to this as well. <laughs> And once you finish grad school, let me know. I'll sign up for some lessons 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be happy to have you as, as a student. So. Awesome. Trisha, well, I really Bye, appreciate yeah. you taking the time to come on the podcast. This was a blast. And yeah, any, anything else you want to say to the listeners before we get off? I just welcome everyone to my channel, Italian American, Italian. Let's just learn about each other's culture. Yeah. And we'll so. stop being mean to each other, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode. Ciao. guys thank you so much for watching this episode of the sit down had a blast on this episode for sure and just remember christmas is right around the corner so be sure to visit the woodenspoonstore.com and when you use code christmas at checkout you will get 15 percent off your entire order so shop now and make sure you get your order in time for the holidays and i hope everybody has a great weekend ciao